Ladies and gentlemen, I've traveled over half our state to be here tonight. I couldn't get away sooner because my new well was coming in at Coyote Hills and I had to see about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. I'm a family man. I run a family business. This is my son and my partner, H.W. Plainview. You boys are a regular family business. Now you have a great chance here. My son is a healer and a vessel for the Holy Spirit. He has a church. You will be cast up and thrust back to perdition. I'm fixed like no other company in this field. I have a string of tools ready to put to work. That's why I can guarantee to start drilling and to put up the cash to back my word. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what the others promise to do, when it comes to the showdown, they won't be there. There's a whole ocean of oil under our feet. No one can get at it except for me. We'll offer 150,000 for full title. When do we get our money, Daniel? I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. Don't you bully me, Daniel, please! I see the worst in people. We have a sinner with us. Get out of here, devil! I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I can't keep doing this on my own. With these, um, people. <laughs> my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> my milkshake is better than yours. And I take my straw. <laughs> and it goes all, all the way over into your milkshake. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're making a mess. And I'm probably like popping the mic here. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking milkshake. Yeah, we are. Because it's good for your throat <laughs> when you're talking. Yeah, you made a mess on my cup. My bad. Uh, welcome to Movie Umpers. I am Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you hear will be dogs. Probably the sound of a a plank of firewood getting <laughs> beaten to the floor. That's what that sound is. It's currently just being gnawed on, so maybe maybe there won't get any more violent than that. And yeah, we'll probably put a little bit more soundproofing in this room in we the near, in the near future. I don't know if it'll help much because we leave the door open, but <laughs> we're in our last week of the asshole on film. Assholes on film. Yes. Our month's mascot we discussed last Monday. Yep. Old John Wayne is Ethan Edwards. And now, now we will be discussing, uh, uh, like when I'm thinking of like, what are movies with assholes at the center of them? Yeah. This is one of the first movies that'll pop in my head. Yes. And I think, I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here in terms of what I'm going to rate this movie, but I fucking love this movie. It's a great movie. And It's so good. It's better than I remembered even. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's even better. 
And we're talking about the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, our second P.T. Anderson movie. There Will Be Blood, written by P.T. Anderson, loosely based on the Upton Sinclair novel Oil. Very loosely based. Mm-hmm. I read a synopsis on that novel, and the thing that really seems to pull more from the novel is the Paul and Eli thing. Paul plays a bigger role, the twin brother of Eli. Paul plays a bigger role, and Eli is like a minister guy. But the novel is like, you recall in the movie Mank, the guy who was running for governor as a socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Upton Sinclair, the author. Right, yes. And so, Oil is like a socialist novel. Yes, okay. Like a a social satire. As far as I could tell, it was a very, very loose interpretation. Fair. I was intrigued by the Paul Eli stuff because I remember having this thought when I first saw the movie, and it happened to me again in this watching of the movie, where I couldn't remember if they were actually different people, and for a while we thought they weren't. We thought that Eli had claimed to be his own twin brother. We thought that for a second. To convince Daniel Day Lewis, the greatest actor of our time. DDL. As playing Daniel Plainview. To go try to buy his land, but really it was just a very polite boy who ran away from home <laughs> who mm. wanted $500. <laughs> but it seemed, and we never saw him again. I think he did want, he did maybe have something against his family or I, well, his brother. he obviously brother. ran away. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he I ran bet he off. Was, he was probably oppressed. I bet his, I mean, his brother, at the end of the day... Was a terrible, mean person. Sure. Eli is a terrible, mean person. The way he treats their father. Well, he's like full of shit, too. He's full of shit, but he's completely self-righteous. And it's one of those things where he is full of shit, but he believes that he deserves people to follow him. It's not just that he's conning them into following him and making himself the center to like get something. He believes that he is... The only answer for these people. I think that. In terms of control and power, you know, those two characters, Eli and Daniel Plainview, they have a lot in common, mm-hmm. right? One's just coming from a pure business sense. They're both salesmen. They're just selling different things. Yeah, and the other's just like a proselytizer. And But, yes, DDL, our boy DDL plays Daniel Plainview. For the first, like, 15 minutes of this movie, maybe three words are said. I don't think... Any words are said for the first fifteen minutes until he goes into that room with that kid. Well, like, when he not- when he falls, he's like, "Oh, ah. oh, there." Okay, maybe that. Like I don't words that grunt. a word. This like grunting. But yeah, he hits. He's digging. He's drilling for oil, or at least working looking, on it. He's yeah, he's looking literally, for gold. He sells at one point some gold he's, and silver. He's hand picking out oil, or and he ends up finding oil. Beverly Hillbilly style, Clampett style. Oh, yeah. Well, not really. They shot into the ground, and then up from the ground came a bubbling crude. I, there's so many good things about this movie, but I really, really, really loved watching, with no words, the way the business built. Yeah. From it just being him digging and, that, and like, injuring himself and having to crawl out alone, to then he actually does find oil, to then he's got, like, one guy with him, and they have a little pulley, and then there's, like... More guys, and they kind of try to start building things. And you see them making mistakes. Yeah. It's not... It's a very short part of the People movie as a die. whole. People die. Well, a, a man dies working with him, and this whole time, that man has had his child there with him. Mm. So, that means there's no mother... There's no one else to take care of this baby, so this man is bringing this baby to, to a dangerous workplace, actually. 
And then that man, that's how dangerous it is. That man dies. Yeah, like a drill, like a bit breaks. Like these things that they use to. They've got like a pulley system going. And yeah, like the, yeah, it's like the, the thing they're slamming into the ground. And the thing breaks off and like lands on this dude. Hits this dude in the head. Kills him. And like, yeah, his son is orphaned and Daniel Plainview raises it. It seems like Plainview, at the very least, he's our asshole in question. He's our asshole that we will study in this discussion. Yeah. But at the very least, the dude likes kids. He's very nice to children. When they become adults, he's probably, he's not so nice to them. You're right, he is, because I think he genuinely cares for Mary, who is a little girl in the town later. Mary. My little Mary. Like, he makes a big deal about um, letting her father know... That uh, he knows that she that he beats her, and if it keeps happening, that he's gonna have to answer to. Well, the the scene, well, Mister Plainview, he, he finds out that he hits her when she doesn't say her prayers. Yeah, and of course, Plainview is not a very like religious guy, and so there's a scene. <laughs> I where, like all religions. <laughs> I'm a member of every church, uh, <laughs> and then where's one point where they're outside of the rig because the town. I mean, he's conning the town, essentially. He's just getting the oil. He's promised uh, Eli, played by Paul Dano, after his he played his twin brother, yeah, who so told good. him that there's oil at this land where his parents live. So he convinces this town, and he offers 10 grand to Eli, because Eli's like, I want to build a church, because he's very religious. But the whole movie, he only gives him half. Yeah. And the whole movie is like, Eli, like, Asking for like the other five thousand dollars in the very last scene of the movie. I need my five thousand with interest. Yeah, it like, actually comes up multiple times, and there's so one, many times. And, and Daniel Plainview is fully invested, and he's got all his drills and derricks in the town. Then Eli comes up to ask for that five thousand. He just starts slapping the yeah. shit out of him. Yeah, you owe the church of the third revelation five thousand dollars. But little Mary comes up while he's sitting at this table. Daniel's like, "Ah, oh, sweet Mary." Uh, there's no more. There's no more hitting. There will be no more hitting of little Mary. And then the camera moves, and you could. And the father was sitting across from the table while he was telling that to the little girl. I also wouldn't be surprised if there had already been a conversation between those two men, but mm-hmm. I don't know because that's what I thought at first. But then I was like, "Is this how he's telling this man, or has he already threatened this man, and now he's just making a point again to say it?" Now you know some of our assholes in question this month. They're all assholes to varying degrees, but some are more likable than others. Yes. I was, it's kind of ridiculous, but I sat here when I, when I watched this movie, it's probably the third time I've seen it since it came out. You know, this movie came out in 2007. I'm very interested in what you're going to say because I think I might agree with you. Go. I was sitting here being like, I bet I could get Daniel Plainview to like me. I bet I'm I like, could. That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could get him to like me. Well, you just got to like. Well, you have to have something to offer him. Yeah, don't try to take anything from him. Don't take support him one hundred percent. Just be there to support him. Yeah, and and never never take anything from him. Never ask him for anything, and never fucking lie to him. Because if he catches you in a lie, he will kill you. Yeah, yeah. We get a guy, a fellow by the name of Henry, who says he's his long lost brother, mm-hmm. and he's got a diary and all this stuff, and it doesn't end well for Henry. But, but he's not really his brother. But Daniel's been raising H.W. Sorry, milkshake. H.W., his adopted son. 
And I don't think H.W. knows until near the end of the movie. He doesn't know until he's a he's grown man. not even his true mm-hmm. son. So, so in order for him to keep him, he just he just went to the next town and was like, this is my son. Back then, there were no papers for this yeah. child regardless. You could just pick up a baby and go with it. Yeah, his mother died in childbirth, which probably was the case. I think that was true because there was no one else to take that baby or to take care of it while these men were working. But yeah, he's it goes from he's beginning his shit. I love the way time jumps in this movie. Because we go from Daniel Plainview's just starting out. He's obviously found oil. Man dies. He gets baby. He's on a train with baby. Next thing, baby is nine years old, eight years old. He's a little Plainview. They are in a room where Daniel Plainview is selling his business to this room full of yelling people who immediately, I love this too, he wants to make money. But not if he has to deal with people who are difficult to deal with. He he wants to control the situation. And if he finds himself in a place where people are arguing and fighting, he's like, fuck all of you. I don't need your money and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was kind of cool, I thought. The cutest scene in the whole movie is when he's got the little baby. And the train. And the baby reaches up and touches his mustache. Mm-hmm. And... And that part is, that's the most sincere and loving part of Plainview, which is what makes something that happens later so devastating. Mm-hmm. And what really defines him as that goes past an asshole that you kind of can't help but like to just a fucking asshole. But then back to an asshole you kind of like again. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that I, through a lot of this movie... Kept thinking to myself, he is an asshole, but also I understand why he's <laughs> responding in these ways. But he to is a point based on the person he is but he and is, what we know about him. But he is conning this whole town. They're not going to get all the things that he's claiming that they're going to get. And a lot of it is also the town's own religious. They're kind of rubes, right? The town's yeah. own religiousness. Is also going to prevent that as well. And he's going to lean into the, oh, yes, God did send me here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's he, going to lean into that. They do make it easy. <laughs> you know, H.W. asks him when they very first learn, they, they, he lies and says he wants to quail hunt. Yeah, he goes to the specific and property. And he goes to this property. It's Eli's father's right. ranch, Paul and Eli's dad. And they're, you know, shooting quails and H.W. finds the oil. Up from the ground came a bubble and crude. Literally, Mm because there had just been an earthquake, I guess. And H.W. says to him, he's like, so what are we going to pay these people? And he's a kid, but he knows the business. He's been studying this man his whole life. Yeah. And he says, I'm not going to pay oil prices. I'm going to pay quail prices. Yeah, because he's not there to hunt quail. He's there to survey the land. And he's not actually buying people's land. He's buying the ability to drill on their land. Or with the promise of, if money is made, then I'll give you some of it. But Eli, when they, he or says, he gives them a lump sum and they have to be He okay. sits to talk to that family. And Eli, it's played by Paul Dano, is sitting there. And Eli is kind of the one character that presents a conflict for him that he cannot avoid if he wants to get because he he's on this land and he knows it is oil fucking rich, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's just talking like he's going to sell them quell prices. And then that's when Eli's like, what about the oil? And he's like, oil, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's when he starts to make the deal, 10000 for this and that. And Eli definitely kind of runs that family. His father... The father defers to him. He's like, whatever Eli says. Yeah, the father doesn't know much. Eli definitely has a sense of control. And even without seeing 
Paul through most of the movie, you get that there's just this deep conflict between Eli and his brother Paul, even though you see Paul only once. Yeah, I believe that Paul ran away not to get away from his family, but to get away from his brother. Yeah. So poor HW, they they establish, they make it work. They they got Derek's on this land, but they're drilling and drilling, and they're not really hitting much. But when they finally do uh, hit like a ga- like a gas deposit that pulls up oil, poor HW is like just on top of this uh, shack that's aligned, He's just watching it aligned yeah. to the Derek, and the gas explosion blows him off. And it blows out his, like, eardrums or something. It's so loud, and it throws him back. And they don't know at first if he's stunned, but they realize he can't hear. He can't. He loses his hearing. And and this is kind of the telling forebodes what happens with H.W. and Daniel later in that, you know, he is genuinely worried about his son. He knows something is wrong, but also what happens signifies that he has just struck it. And now he's going to be doubling, tripling profits of his already. He, I think, early in the movie when he comes to the town, he's saying something like he pulls in five thousand dollars a week, and this is in like nineteen oh three. So this, so oil comes out, and his son is like suffering and confused because he can't and he's like hear begging anything. Him, don't leave me! Don't leave me! But and all night, Daniel's just staring at the flaming Derek. Because even though he's got to rebuild this whole Derek, he knows that once it's rebuilt and running, it's just oil coming out of this thing. There's this man who honestly doesn't get that much time in this movie, but his name is Fletcher, I believe. Yeah, his assistant. And he's he's Daniel D. Lewis's assistant, Daniel Plainview's assistant, but he, no joke, has raised this boy like co-parenting with Daniel Day-Lewis. That's literally what has happened because he's been there his whole life also, but he is who takes care of him. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Like, I mean, Daniel especially does af- take care of his especially son, Especially after also, this like, point. Yes. Well, and you know, there's just a lot of times you can just tell that he kind of looks out for HW a little bit, is there for him when, when Daniel Plainview is distracted. But yeah, this is, um, Two things happen at this point. Henry shows up, who's pretending to be his brother. Yeah. And also, the boy sets the house on fire because we think it's because he realizes Henry's not really the brother. And it's like he's trying to get attention. He's like trying to, like. He looked through his shit and read his diaries. Yeah. I think he did kind of figure out that he was a cop. I think he did too. I don't really understand the point of setting the house on fire to, like, try to bring attention to that. I think. Maybe he just wanted someone to look at him. And you wouldn't figure Daniel seemed kind of quick to trust this guy it it seems like daniel is um you know probably due to circumstances in his past is why he dislikes people and doesn't Mm -hmm. trust people so when he's in a scenario like this and he's like okay this is family he's going to be by my side then he does he does ask him a ton of questions he asks him a ton of questions trying to figure out if he's lying or not he wants to see the 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 letter from his sister. He wants to know all this information. He doesn't at, ask enough questions. At one point, they go out drinking and whoring, and but Plainview is not really imbibing that much, no, and his no. brother is just a total wreck. And his brother and Henry, like he does allude that he's done some bad things and that he's very regretful for. But he's at this place and he's just like slosh and just asking for money, like. I used to ask my grandma for quarters at the arcade or yeah. some shit. And so later in that part, 
he uh, he's like the Henry's just like out drunk on his back. Well, earlier that day, Daniel De- Daniel Plainview had made a had made a comment referencing their hometown. Yeah, and it was a joke to him. And the other guy completely didn't get it. He glazed and over. And he was it. like, in that moment, he clocked it, and then he was watching him that whole night, thinking, trying to decide what to do. I think. So the guy's hammered, and he stands over him, and he's like, and he pulls out a pistol, and he's like, "Say the name of this wherever this was, this street where we." It grew was up like a. Fa- he wanted to know like the name of the farm next to something else. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had no fucking clue. And then the guy confesses, like, you know, you did have a brother. But he died of tuberculosis. He was a friend of mine. We were in jail together. And I have, I, I had all this stuff and I studied his life the best I could. And that's when I came. But, you know, I can just go. You know, I don't have to be here. He did and try it, to say, like, I, I really care about you. Like, I am your friend. I don't actually have anything. But, I stole this man's story. But Plainview puts his hand over his mouth and just pops him in the head and buries him. And uh, then you find out later he's buried him on the farm of this man who was like his one holdout for the last holdout. But H.W., after he sets the fire to his brother, you see a scene where he's with H.W. on a train, just like you saw him as a baby and early on. And it's a pretty heartbreaking scene because he's like, I'm going to I got to go talk to the conductor. And he gets off the train and Fletcher is there to make sure the boy doesn't run off when he realizes what's going on. And he's leaving the kid to go get railed off, railed off <laughs> train. He's, <laughs> to take the, he's going to San Francisco to a special school. He's taking, yeah, but he's 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 sending him to a, a live-in school. Like he's basically sending him away. So that's a, a sad bit. Yeah, you're talking about this. This one farm is the last holdout. There's a lot of acreage, and the guy Plainview goes to sleep around where he killed. Like he camps out there and passes. They were out. he killed. Yeah, he killed him at their camp. And then the guy who's been holding out basically is like, "Yes, I'm ready to make a deal with the farm because they were very re- resistant for you to lease my land. And but also you're going to need to go to the church where Eli preaches and ask for redemption for your sin. And this isn't even leasing at this point because he's not going to drill that man's land. He just wants to lay a pipe through it. Plainview's like, my sin? And he hands him the gun that he shot his brother <laughs> with. They're like... Basically being like, we know what you did. Yeah, we probably they probably saw the fresh grave that he dug. And he's like, yeah, you killed the, a fucking con artist, but... You go to you go to this church and you get baptized and you can run a pipe through our land. Third church, the third revelation. Yeah, without the without the pipe running through that land, he would have to reroute like around fifty miles, 50 around, miles a a, around a mountain. Insane. And it was it just be it would take needed, way too long. Yeah, he needed to get he needed to do it, and so, so yeah, he goes and he gets baptized, and he it's very funny because he's very uncomfortable, but he but. Paul Dano's character, Eli, he has him say, I've abandoned my son. Yeah. I've abandoned my child. I will never backslide. I will never backslide. I was lost, but now I am found. I was lost, but now I'm found. I have abandoned my child. Say it. Say it. I've abandoned my child. Say it louder. Say it louder. I've abandoned my child! And then Eli starts to slap him. Get out of here, devil! Out, devil! Out, sin! Do you Plainview response to that this almost like so good. comically like, oh, okay, I get this now. And I think in a weird, awkward way, he kind of respected it. It went 
there was a moment where it was getting to him. Yeah. When he's yelling, like, I abandoned my son, that you could see that he was upset. But then as soon as Eli hit him, you're right. It flipped. He was like, oh, you're just fucking putting on a show, brother. Yeah. You're not. You're just like me, dude. This is for anything. We're the same. I, you're I, now just trying to embarrass me so you can go fuck yourself. Understood the game there. He did. And I think that was the, probably the. I think the, it started to get to him before he I, understood I think that's it. the most he respected Eli in that moment as well. Absolutely. And, you know, Plainview, I think he tells his brother, he confides in his, you know, his con, not as really his brother, how he doesn't like people. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. It kind of made me think of uh, Vince McMahon, honestly. The, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Though he, uh, though Plainview didn't inherit his, uh, didn't inherit uh, his, uh, I think Vince did buy out from his dad, but he did. What, though I still think Plainview's probably more likable than Vince McMahon. Yes. But Vince McMahon, you know, there wasn't much he wouldn't do, much like Plainview, in terms of succeeding and the idea of not wanting anyone else to succeed. But Plainview is at least nice to women and children. Yeah, that's true. But Plainview does have H.W. come back, and he has a special teacher teaching him sign language and, and such. This, and this, this is actually another one of those gorgeous time jumps where you see the teacher teaching hw sign language and you see mary who they've been friends this whole time she's like a year younger than him though she was the one that was being beaten she's like watching the teacher and she's like mimicking also what they're doing so she's learning and it truly jumps from that moment to hw and mary getting married and it's it's the most lovely i don't know I, or maybe it's from when they're sitting next to each other but you can just tell like she just wants to be around him the, the actor they got to play the older Mary was so, like, they really did pick a nice, a good uh, she person. She was, like, to, angelic. Yeah, yeah, She was so sweet and cute. So, at this, so, we're in, deep in the future, and Plainview is a fucking, like, he's accomplished what he's wanted to accomplish, but now he's just, like, fucking tanked, loaded, a total drunk at this he's point. He's a drunk. He has built this huge house with, with the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. And the in it and he can get milkshakes whenever he wants got servants all around him and his son shows up and he, i love this actor by the way i looked him up he's done he's done mostly television his son's talking to him and you could tell that things maybe haven't been good between them for a minute and the son tells him that he wants to go down to mexico mm-hmm. and start his because he knows everything his father does mm-hmm. And he wants to start his oil business, drilling business down there. And before he even says that, he's like, I just want you to know I love you very much. Yeah. We've disagreed on a lot of things. And I, I think it's just, it's time for a change and I need to strike out on my own. So, which is totally reasonable. So Plainview, drunk off his ass, is like, quit flopping your hands about and all this and being very... He's never learned a lick of sign language. No, no. He's not cared in all these years. We don't even see a moment when he first is in that... Because the kid can read and write. The kid is educated by, at least as educated as Plainview was. Yeah. Like, we never even see Plainview, like, writing notes to, like, communicate with him. He just talks to him as though he expects him to, at some point, start understanding again. But Plainview straight up tells him, oh, so you're going to be my competitor. You're going to go drill in Mexico. He's like, it's not like that. With your own company. Even though Plainview was not drilling in Mexico. But then he tells him that he was never his son. And first time he tells him, like... Not your father, he he died, and I took you in. You were a bastard in a basket. Yeah, a bastard in a basket. Yeah. You're an orphan. Do you know that word? And then he says... And the guy, apparently there oh. wasn't a word for it. It's not like you can see him spell it out. Yeah. And he's like, 
Bastard in a basket. Bastard in a basket. And then he makes his son talk to him. Yeah. He's like, I want to hear in your own voice. And he, oh, he also says, I don't understand you because there's none of me in you. And the son says, I'm glad there's none of you in me. Goodbye forever. It's a sad ass scene. So sad. Because for everything, H.W. loved him. Mm -hmm. He really did. And I believe that Daniel Plant, he broke down after that. Like, he loved that kid, too. I mean, he uh, arguably the only person he ever loved was H.W. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After himself. So, after that, Eli comes around. And Eli has gone off. He's traveled around to do his preaching and he's come back around. He's got the suit and he's, the slick hair, and he's like making drinks. And Plainview is fucking. They have they have to pull him up off the bowling alley. Lady's he passed is out. Passed on out. So Plainview gets off, you know, his face, and he's like, ask him how he's been doing. He's like, oh, it's been bad. And he's like, no, not at all. It's been very good. And then he, um, and then Eli starts to say. You know, I've come to um, make a deal that you can drill on the Boyd farm. They've been holding out as far as drilling. Oh, yeah, there. that's the the holdout. And you know, and and of course, you can. I can help facilitate this with payment. And then he's like, and also, you know, that five thousand dollars you owe me with interest would be nice. He hasn't paid him that extra five, that last five, in all this time, which is funny to me. And then Plainview's like, okay. Say you are a false prophet. God like, is a superstition. And that God is a superstition. And, and at first he's like, you know, I can't say that because that's a lie. And he says, okay, goodbye. See you later. And then he goes, okay, I'm a false prophet and God is a superstition. And he has to say it over and over again. It's this like, is so Pretend good. you're standing in front of, there's a whole congregation here in front of you. Say it. And then he screams it like he does his sermons. Mm-hmm. He's preaching it. I'm a false prophet. And God is a superstition. Those areas have been drilled. Those areas have been drilled. Oh, they haven't. Yes, it's uh, it's called drainage, Eli. See, I own everything around it, so of course uh, I get what's underneath it. But. There are no derricks there. This is uh, the bandy track. Do you understand? Do you understand, Eli? That's more to the point. Do you understand? I drink your water. I drink it up. Every day, I drink the blood of lamb from bandy's tract. Mm-hmm. So I have drained it. Already drained that it's land. It's all connected. From the land right next to because it. Because I own everything around it. There's nothing there. Stop crying, you sniveling ass. Stop your nonsense. You're just the afterbirth, Eli. No. Slithered out on your mother's filth. No. They should have put you in a glass jar on the mantelpiece. Where were you when Paul was suckling at his mother's teeth? Where were you? Who was nursing you, poor Eli? One of Bandit's sounds. That land has been had. Nothing you can do about it. It's gone. It's had. If you would just you take this lease, Daniel. Drain it! If you have a milkshake. <laughs> and I have a milkshake. And I take my milkshake and my milkshake straw goes all the way. The milkshake's empty, but... And it takes your milkshake. Oh! Oh! 
Eli starts spazzing out. Oh, he starts crying and he says, I am in a bad place. It's been bad. I've let sin get a hold of me in ways I never thought possible. He, yeah, he implies that he is. He's been drinking and He has flushed away all his he money. He has no money. He's, he's been sinning all over the place. And, the, and you know, Plainview has probably done all these bad things that he has too. But, but Plainview doesn't, it's not the same. But he, he has care. so much fucking money that like it's. It was really like once he reached the top, there was just nothing else for him to to consume but himself. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the but Eli lost everything, so now he's just begging. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Don't bully me, Daniel. <laughs> Plainview's chasing him around the bowling alley, and he grabs a bowling pin, and they're like chucking them at him. And then, and then Eli falls, and then he takes the bowling pin and goes, whack, whack. And then his servant comes in. Mr. Daniels? He's playing views, over, kneeling over Eli's dead body, and he's like, I'm finished. It's even, it's even better than that, because he's sitting with his back to the servant, and he's sitting next to the dead body, and he just half looks over his shoulder. I'm finished. Bruh. Bruh, it's a five. It's a ten. It's a ten. Come on, man. This Tens movie is great. across the board this, for Mr. DDL. This movie came out the same year as No Country for Old Men, the oh one of the greatest Coen yeah. brothers uh, from guys who've made great movies. And there's just something about those two movies in particular around that time. Like, it least, felt like something was happening. Well, <laughs> like it felt. I feel like, Special. you know, and the things that I like, maybe in other pop culture adjacent to it, or listening to people discuss things that I like, those two movies come up a lot. Yeah. They really did kind of leave their mark amongst, you know, uh, some types of movie fans. Like, they, there's something very special, and both of those movies came out in the same year. Yeah. No Country won for Best Picture, and I'm not going to complain about that, but if if There Will Be Blood fucking won, too... That would have made perfect Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I mean, they're both just great films, and like, and I think it is, it pretty much is a tie between this one and Phantom Thread. Yeah. For like, these are, I think, the most perfect Paul Thomas Anderson I movies. I agree. And I think a lot of his other movies are very good. Yeah. Like definitely up there. Some maybe also S tier. But I honestly think that it's it's this one and Phantom Thread that are the the tens. This one, yeah. This the one period and Phantom piece. Thread. I mean. Boogie Nights is amazing. I love Magnolia. There's so many good ones, but truly, truly, I think Phantom Thread is is my favorite. But I I understand if this one is yours. Like yeah, yeah. I just they're practically ties, you know. Yeah. Like everyone knew P. T. Anderson was good at this, but then it was just like this dude just leveled the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like we already thought he was good, and now he's like. No, I'm out here fucking making masterpieces here. Also, I cannot imagine there being anything lower than an A with Daniel Day-Lewis in it. I mean, we've had three movies. Laundrette's an A, right? Laundrette's an A. Yeah. Phantom Thread's an S. Every 10 S tier is essentially a tie. It doesn't matter. So right there, you know, all these. Look at this. Do we have a top 10? Just about a top 10. Oh, my gosh. Let me just read our tens. Oh, so good. I'm ready. Let me just Go. read our tens. There will be blood, Barry Lyndon, After Sun, Thief, Paris, Texas, Sunset Boulevard, Phantom Thread. 
And then after that, it's like Citizen Kane, Heat, Night of the Hunter. Like, they might as well be tens as well, right? But for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. you don't have to take our ratings that seriously. Just know that this movie's fucking good, all right? And we are going to, uh, we have one last, one last asshole feature. And at the end of that episode, we were going to make a list of who we think our biggest assholes were. And we have a convenient 10 assholes to go through. And uh, maybe you can go through my asshole later. Right? Yeah. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> Check the links uh, with uh, our show notes and other places to find us. Uh, what do you think of this movie? Anyone who tells me this movie is not that good. like Get out. <laughs> I don't, this show may not be for you. Yeah. I understand. But this movie is fucking great. And um, I do think I could have gotten Daniel Plainview to like me. But once he got to full-blown alcoholism, I don't think we could have hung anymore, honestly. Because no. he pushed, if he's going to push his own son away, there's, I wouldn't have had a chance. But anyway, like and subscribe, leave a comment, and we'll see you next time. Death to all traitors. I'm finished.